It's November 2nd, 2023, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like X-Men 28 and Venom 27 for Marvel, Batman Catwoman, The Gotham War Scorched Earth, and the Aquaman The Lost Kingdom special from DC Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with special guest Aaron Rhodes, aka King Krakoa. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. For those of you who don't know, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays, new Marvel Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on a Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, to talk about all the comics that came out this week. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and if you're watching us live, you can see exactly who my guest is for this if you're watching this live, you're watching this on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. But if you're listening to our podcast, and that's wherever you get your podcast from, uh, you can't see our guest. And so let me introduce him. We got Aaron Rhodes, aka King Krakoa. Aaron, how's it going today, man? It's going quite well, my my boy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's uh this is your second time on the show. You yes, passed sir. you passed your first uh your you know, your little audition. Now you yep, made it. Yep. You made it. <laughs> right. I, I'm I'm officially second day in and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. We got the audition out of the way, had to work out a few kinks. I was a little nervous, but we are back and alive and in color. <laughs> you, you've been great because like like I've been seeing your TikToks for a while now and, um, you know, I've wanted you on the show. So I was glad that I got you on the show the first time around. I got you on the show the second time around, which means you're still interested. So, you know, yes. <laughs> the Very guest much. position Very is much. yours. Um, and if you don't want it, you can just hang up on the show right now, and that's cool too. Oh, well, uh, I guess I gotta go. I'm just <laughs> you're like, oh man, that's an out. I always like to give everybody an out, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, uh, it doesn't matter, like, it, you know, anyone I'm striking up a conversation with in real life, yeah. you know, or if I, you know, People let's just crack. say, talk, talk to a girl out in public, it's like, right. I don't want the girl to feel like, you know, obligated right. to talk to me in this conversation, I'm right? Like, exactly, you have an out. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, thanks, Aaron, for for stopping by. You read comics this week and I read comics this week. And I don't know if you noticed this was a weird week for both DC and Marvel. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah. No. Why? OK. It's because. November 1st was a Wednesday, December, mm-hmm. and then October 31st or 30 days in September. Yeah. 31st of October was Tuesday which meant that DC Comics this week came out on the final day of October. Marvel came out Mm. on the first day of November, and both of those are one of five in their respective months. Huh. So DC Comics was the fifth, that was the fifth Tuesday of October, and Marvel was the first of five Wednesdays in November. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's rare that it matches up that way for both companies. So it was kind of a sparse uh, week for comics from both of them. That being said, indie comics, there was like a bunch of indie comics. But, you know, as far as like uh, uh, DC and Marvel, 
Right, the big two. Yeah, they, it was it was very scarce this week. I was wondering. I was like, it seems like there should be a lot more books out than I um than I should be reading. And um, I mean, it was easier for me because I had I had I didn't have that much to catch up on. So I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I can uh, I can just you know throw these ones out a few a few of these. And um, it was good for that. And of course, it saved my pockets, you know, <laughs> beautifully. But also, no, I need um. Sometimes you just want to be you just want to overload yourself with some good comics. Yeah. I mean, and that, that, that's not even to say that, like, anything was bad, you know? It's just, yeah, like, there all. were six DC comics that came out this week, and there were 12 Marvel comics, which is a really right. slow week for either one. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like, you, I would expect, like, at least even with Marvel, just being 12 of them, that's still very small for them, and I was, I was still surprised. Yeah, and that being said, I still didn't get to read two of the comics that I really wanted to read this week. Ooh, which ones did you get, didn't you get to read? I, I wanted to read Venom because last oh, time we talked, okay. I didn't yep. read Venom until you Uh-oh. read Venom. You had mm-hmm. read Venom on that last episode that you yep. were on and you were talking about how much you liked it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go Love read it. it. And I liked it. And I was, okay, I was Good. looking forward to this week. And then I wanted to read Spider-Boy number one. I meant to read that too. And I didn't get to read that. That being said, I read some other ones, even ones that I never yeah. thought I was gonna read. Um you both. <laughs> but but you know, we 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 put some away. Um yeah. what'd you what'd you read this week? Uh the the um, the titles and the numbers, if you can. Okay. Um yeah, of course. Um so this week I de- I read, of course, X-Men number 28. Yeah. Um, which was good. I read Venom number 27. I read the White Widow number one that came out, which surprised me that I was going to read, but I ended up liking um, Supergirl, the power um the special issue that came out this week. And I believe um, Ultimate Universe, Ultimate mm. Universe and Avengers number seven. Yeah. OK, um, we got a lot of overlap, which is good. Um, good. For me, like uh, it was X-Men 28 that I read. Mm-hmm. I read Avengers 7. I also read Ultimate Universe number 1, even though I think it's a one-shot. It's like meant to open up the Ultimate, the new yeah. Ultimate Universe. That's I have thoughts. Like. I have thoughts, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, we will um, definitely get to it. I <laughs> Scarlet Witch number 10, Doctor Ooh. Strange number 9. I read the finale of the Gotham War crossover, and I... Uh, I have thoughts about that. Batman, Catwoman, The Gotham War, Scorched Earth. Yeah, I want to your thoughts on that. I read Super the Supergirl special. I also read White Widow, number one. And then I couldn't finish. I didn't, I just didn't want to read it, but I was like, I don't know. I wonder what it's about. I read the Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom special. Oh, you did? Okay. I, I read, I, I read, I skimmed it. I like read every other word. Cause I okay, was like, I, I cannot it. invest myself in this. I will see the movie when right, it comes out, right. but I, I can't, I, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I, I was not, I don't know. I, I have thoughts about that, but that's why we're both on this show. Cause we, we got thoughts. You know? We got thoughts and opinions. We got some questions and concerns. <laughs> so, before you tell me what your pick of the week is, I I was asking this in pre- some previous episodes, is what is the first book that you read? Do you read the one that you're most looking forward to? 
do you read mm. the one that you think will be the best? Because those could be two different things, right? Very true. The more entertaining one or the more, mm. you know, more solid choice. Do you read that first? Do you read your your not as favorite ones first so you can lead up to what you really want to mm-hmm. read? Um, Manny uh, was on the on the show like two weeks ago, I think, and he was saying mm. that he reads them. He he doesn't want to make that choice, so he reads them alphabetically. Which is the that's, wildest, that's the wildest answer. Wild. Right. <laughs> like, what? You can't you can't make up your mind on which one to read first. So you go, let's start with A. Do Alpha Flight. We'll do Alpha Flight first. Uh followed by Aquaman, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fu- that's just like, you know, a parent not wanting to choose his favorite child. He doesn't yeah. want to make those decisions. And I understand. I get it. <laughs> right. Um it honestly, for me, it depends on one, how many books that we have to, I have to read that week. And two, depending on how much I was anticipating a book for this week. So like, usually I'll go to like the more, if it's like a long, if I have a long reading list, I'll usually do like the ones that I'm least looking interested in. I'm just going to read those first. So I can just like already be in the mindset of reading. Cause once I'm in the mood of reading, I'm just going to read it. But if I read it after I just got done reading this exciting ass issue, then I'm just going to like, Oh, well I can, I can read this tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I usually go to the ones I'm anticipating the most. Then I go to the ones that I feel like I am not going, that I'm not, fully like just like oh i need to read it because i know that i'm going to get to those next ones after i get done reading it because once i'm in the mood i'm already going to keep going mm-hmm. so yeah i think it would either just, it goes to most interesting uh most um anticipated then it goes to you know my and eh, the ones that i eh, want to read and then the big ones yeah what did you read first this week this week um this week I did a little different because I didn't have that much to read. So yeah. I did, I, I, but I did my most anticipated. I did um, Venom number 27, actually, which mm-hmm. I was, I was going to do X-Men 28, but I was like, you know what? No, I need to, I need to see what this book, this book is about because the writing in it is so, so amazing. It's, I love it. Yeah. I, uh, I think X-Men might've been my first one. Unless I, mm-hmm. no, I think I read a DC book first, but I was not yeah. happy with the DC titles this week. So I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I think I read, what did I read? I think I read the Supergirl special first. Okay. I, I tried to read the Return of Superman one because that was the 30th anniversary special. Yeah. Um, But I kind of got bored in the first couple pages. And <laughs> so I was like, oh, Feel it. well, <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess my first true read for this week was Supergirl special, but that also, that's my D like, cause DC's come out on Tuesdays, you know? Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, you like, get a chance to read those before and like get those out of the way while the Marvel comes. Right. Right. Um, when Marvel did come though, my first book that I read was, uh, X-Men 28. Mm, of course. Of course. Cause like yeah. X-Men titles, you know? I mean, obviously, right? Like, how can you yeah. not? I knew that was going to be one of the first ones I read too. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I have to make sure because the the way they're this this Firestar um storyline didn't like the fact that they have me invested in Firestar. Angelica Jones is wild to me. Yeah. Never in my life did I expect me to say, oh, have you heard? Like, I know the X Men, but have you heard about what's going on with Firestar? Yeah, yeah. it's a it's it's an amazing time to be a, a Firestar fan, and um. 
yeah, I'm slowly becoming one. Would never admit that in real life to other people and to their face. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, I I have opinions about like yeah the Firestar stuff. I, I'm really digging it. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll talk to it when we talk about X Men 28. Here, yeah, here, right. here's the question though. Here's the question. What's mm-hmm. your what's your pick of the week? What's Ooh, your number one pick? Uh, it's X Men 28. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, let, let's What's talk yours? about X-Men 28, your, your number mm-hmm. one pick. Um, okay. right now it's fall of X. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of the, like, uh, Orcus, you know, um, right. Anti-mutant hysteria, right? right. It almost seems like one of those alternate futures that the X-Men always has where they're, yes. where it's like, oh shit can't be that like, like in, right. the, in the normal day, it's like, oh shit could be bad, but like, it's not right. that bad yet. And then in the yeah, future, it's, it's like apocalyptic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 And that's, and I, I honestly, I think that's what I think is so kind of nuanced about it because it feels like we're ramping up into like those days of future past, those like cables past, Bishop's future, like Bishop's yeah. future. It's kind of like we're kind of like ramping up to see how that starts and the domino effect that causes it. And I think that's why I kind of like it. I mean, I also hate the fall of X that's that's gonna happen because we all know at this point that Krakoa is going to come to an end at some point. But like, this is a, it's an amazing, I think it's an amazing way and the wave that they've been getting in. It's like, honestly, they haven't been this great in in some years, if not a decade or so. As, I mean, I've I've been a dedicated X-Men fan for a long time like a long 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 time but right the the house of x powers of x this whole krakoan era of x-men mm-hmm. is the most interesting unique nuanced take on yeah. x-men that has never been done before and right it reinvigorated just the ideas in my head because yeah. right right like when you think about like what x-men you like what like characters you like the relationships, yes. like what are these storylines? I never would have thought of this before this happened, right? right? It was always like mansion, superhero team, you got the Blackbird jet. Exactly. And we get little moments of them having like a homeland here and there, like Utopia, Genosha, yeah. but never to this extent where we get to, they've kind of taken, you know, mutant homeland and not only mutant homeland, but mutant culture to its like, extreme into what it should be and i kind of love that they went they worked into not only just a culture but they made they started out with out right out the gate with a new language with a new home like they've they've created this kind of diaspora that would what i would have never i would have only hoped that they would have gotten but they just they found a way to and they talk about questions, they bring up questions that, you know, you as a reader always have, because like for readers like me who get into like the psychological of who characters are and like the walkthrough of like, well, what does this mean for a character if this happens? Like Kurt, what happens to Kurt if, you know, there is no death and, you know, you are technically their new gods now, as Magneto said, what does that mean for you? And like, we kind of get those answers through not only one book, we get it through another book that goes on to another book in the, the theme, the way they seamlessly flow within each other has been amazing. Like I've never seen this kind of synergy in a, in a book run is beautiful. Like I, and like it just from, from Hellions, what do you do with um, mutants who, 
are just like whose powers are the reason that they're fucked up like what yeah. do you do with these questions like and i love that they slowly answer these questions and give us like we don't have to just sit with it we have to like we're getting those answers as well yeah and it's it's, it's been a beautiful it's i mean i mean and the plot i mean the plot of this this issue um uh, i want to get into it but i just want to point out what i coin is the steven universe mm -hmm. effect are you familiar with steven universe yeah okay so like the characters in steven universe are capable of fighting right they can create shields mm -hmm. they can create sp spears all that stuff right they fight they do that but then steven universe likes to talk through his problems right. so what i've noticed in a lot of comics and a lot of cartoons is especially action-oriented ones these characters talk more and mm -hmm. they talk more through their 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 problems because they're like, okay, yes. yeah, how are we gonna solve like punching bam biff kapow can only go so far, right? <laughs> right. Right. Because like like what Krakoa deals with is like this idea that like maybe these bad mutants were dealt a bad hand, and you're right. if you give them a clean slate, will they continue doing the bad things? Or like um uh, what's it what's his name? Um um his old his old name was it's not scalp hunter it's not scalp oh, no, no, hunter. um i'm a great um gray crow gray crow thank you because yes. now now you know people were like yeah scalp hunter is a is is not a good word so right let's let's give him his actual last name you know right um for him i'm like oh i never would have thought that he would have like a soul he would be a good Yo. person right if like given you a could second have never told me i would have rooted for gray crow and not only rooted for gray crow but i want him to be happy with a psylocke yeah. like you could have never told me that that's a, a couple that would have made it yeah. and you could that i see a redemption in him he's had he's had one of the greatest redemption art him and psylocke have had some of the greatest like character work like and that's what i love about this like it's not just our main mutants that we're getting to see. We're getting to see like the obscure mutants, like our like our like deep cut mutants who we yeah. haven't seen in forever, just coming up out of the woodworks. Like from new mutants, like the fact that a Beak and Angel get a spotlight arc in a in a in a comic yeah. is crazy to me, and I would have never thought that. But now it's because the X books have such more room to breathe. And such more and much more like runway to go and do what they need to do. Like we can get those like obscure little uh, moments and storylines with those characters, and we get to sit with it. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's that's what's so amazing. Like Grey Crow, what? <laughs> it's it's funny when Marvel was trying to suppress the X Men comics. Mm -hmm. I think they were about like three or four titles a month was when they were suppressing yeah. them. And then mm -hmm. and then when they stopped suppressing them, they were still like seven maybe yeah. maybe seven titles right. if, if if that uh plus some mini series but now it's like 12 to 15 titles a month so right. like we eaten like you know oh yeah there's a comic there's literally an x book for any and everybody like yeah do you like magic we got that do you like right. pirates we got that too do you like outer space we can help you with that like right. it's it's a comic for literally everybody and that's that's something that the x-men have been doing like they're doing something that not a lot of r books are doing right now like and and especially the synergy like the teams that have made this like from jonathan hickman to like Vida Ayala, Teeny Howard, and everybody, like the way they have seamlessly worked with each other 
in the way the comic, the way that certain storylines, like the whole clone fiasco of Resurrection, how yeah. we get that answer, we get that in um start in the start of Hellions, but we get the answer of to it from in New Mutants with Scout, um, with you know Young Gabby, yeah. and like it's it, the the flow in it has been so seamless that you just you just love it and i don't and i hate having to yes they are burning through my pockets but i'm happy to let them burn through my pockets i've never been more happier i trust that even when it's the quote-unquote fall of x fall of krakoa i don't think krakoa is going to die i don't think some of the i think these concepts are going to continue i think that they'll just splinter you know, like, yes. I think it's more like realizing that, like, not all the mutants can team up, you right. know? Right. Because it does, because it does, because like, it was like you said, it like, what do you do with mutants who don't have, especially with mutants and people who are doing evil things because they have no other alternative or, and like I said, because their powers are doing this. Right. And when you give them a place to where you don't have to do this because money doesn't, doesn't matter here. You, um, you don't have to worry about health or dying because resurrection is possible and we have mutant healers. Yeah. What is, where does that leave you? And you kind of get that, especially with, with Kingpin being, um, being one of the examples now, like when they are um, in the realm of X book, they, um, they start off by saying he, um, him and Typhoid Mary came to a paradise and they were to live, they were going to live happily ever after, ever after until Hellfire Gala. And I was like, that's, that's something that you need to, that's a, that's a real question that you have to ask because if this person, if you don't have a need to be evil, if you don't have to, to do this because you're, you know, given a, a sucky situation, a shitty hand, or, you know, you need money, where does this leave you? And that, and it, we get those questions answered right away. Like we give people, they give people a purpose. They yeah. give, we kind of have this moment where we, we get to see people at face, we get to see people at face value. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, uh, there's so much to talk about with this. Um, right. Hellfire Gala, though, of uh, this year's Hellfire Gala is yeah. like, oh, yeah, everything you love, well, we're going to fuck with it. So, right. like, people died. <laughs> they The best, oh, it was such a good, like, the Hellfire Gala was just really good. And then also, mm-hmm. on top of that, set up plot points that can go further. So, yes. in this issue, X-Men 28, like, we're dealing with Firestar being a double agent. So that double agent thing got set up in Hellfire Gala, and mm-hmm. now she's a double agent where Orcus, this this mutant-hating group, is like, oh, you know, they're like, you're one of the good ones. But then they're like, no, she's not, because, you know, right. death to all mutants. <laughs> but then, right. like, Mr. Sinister is like, nobody can kill her. Or not Mr. Sinister, Mr. St- uh, Dr. Stasis, Stasis is like, mm-hmm. uh, nobody can kill her without my express permission. Yes. You know, there's that. And then the other people are like, well, maybe we just kill her because like we have no purpose for her. Right. 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 And that's and I, I love that. And it's like you said, the the Hellfire Gala, it set up so many things. It was like I keep calling it. It's a snuff film, but it was such an, an excellently, uh, excellently written snuff film that I was yeah. like, I was totally OK with it. Like it opened the door for so many other storylines. And it's and I and like you said, I don't think that it's going to be the end of Krakoa. I think it's just the the it might be the a down slope it might be they might start off slow again and start i have to rebuild but i don't because i just 
the Cocoon Age is too powerful right now for them to just end it the way the way they're trying to. And I I get it, but also like even in Cable's miniseries, it also said he also says this is the first Krakoa's um, fault, but it won't be the last. And I'm like, okay, so th- this gives us room to, to breathe there. And yeah. when we go into the X-Men book, um, X-Men 28, we get those, um, when we get the Dr. Stasis moment of, you know, you cannot um, make sure that nothing happens to her without my express permission. Yeah. And we get to see Firestar in, in a way that's just embracing her power, embracing her mutanthood. And I just... I've been I've been loving her story the way that her it's been unraveling with it, like yeah. the moments of her like just being a spy and having these people hate her, even though because before when they you know people hated her and when mutants hated her, it wasn't a thing. But now she's become a part of the community and she's not only she's the only one who's able to fight for them at this point. And I'm like, okay, I love this this breakout moment for her, especially a character like her where, I mean. I don't know whether she outright said it, but it's kind of like the 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 OJ Simpson quote where he's he's like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Yeah. Like yeah. where because she's been a mutant, but she's been just That's specifically the exactly. on the Avengers. She's been on the right. New Warriors, but like she wasn't representing mutantdom. She was just like, I'm not a part of that. And then right. she became a part of it. And like she got voted in right and so mm-hmm. but then she became on the outs now because she's a double agent right. and some of the x-men don't know so i've been loving seeing all this and i yeah. thought i thought i loved i don't know i mean yeah you probably read like a couple issues ago where where shadow cat comes in to kill her yes and Love i'm like what issue right when they when she came in to murder her and then her like that speech she says i'm a mutant and i am proud like i i can't even lie to you i i did a, i did a little tear it was yeah. a little tear that came down i was like oh she's embracing her heritage i was like this is amazing yeah. and like we get to see that moment but the most funniest part of that was her telling uh kate what happened about um about jean gray and she's like that's the most Jean Grey thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And I loved every moment of it. I was like, the way that she just falls right back out of it. It just, it's, it, it was such a good little moment. But her in the, um, but we kind of see that her in, in this issue, like her and, um, well, Shadowcat and Wolverine have kind of switched places in the whole, like, he's the one who's like trying to be the team player, but she's the more, oh, I work alone, like kind of, kind of guy. And especially when you get her in Miss Marvel and I, 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 I like that they put the one of our first little point of view characters together with our new point of view character. Yeah. And we kind of get that moment of seeing her get to have to work with other people. Mm-hmm. And like Logan seeing her in the Ogun um, costume and him saying, I don't, I don't think I care for you. We're <laughs> looking like Ogun. And she's like, yeah. I don't think I care that you care. <laughs> like, yeah. I loved it. I, I, and before we move on to more comics, I love mm-hmm good juggernaut i yes. i have grown out of of bad juggernaut i don't care yeah. for bad juggernaut because when i see bad juggernaut i'm just like it's only a matter of time till they take his helmet off they figure out right. some way to to like put him to sleep or something <laughs> right. and lock him up okay whatever but i i rather like this idea of like kane marco being a guy who has made mistakes yes but he does have a heart he just was never taught because he was abused as a child he was never taught to love right right 
I I love I absolutely love this new run of him. Like, and we get to see more of development of him from you know Way of X and Legion of X, and like we see that he's not just doing this for you know the love or the affection of his brother. He's all, he's doing this because he feels a solidarity with them in a way that he hasn't. And like really, you know, his 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 best friend, his roommates, quote unquote, Black I, Tom is there. So you know, I, I was about to course. say. You uh, are you 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 a juggernaut, Black Tom? Uh, shipper? Oh, I'm a shipper. I'm a shipper for them. Hardcore. Okay. I love me a good uh, a good gay um evil couple. It's yeah. It's, it's it, they they give goals. I, I love it. Like Mystique <laughs> and Destiny. Oh, love absolutely love them. Like yeah. I I love the cha- the chaotic lesbians, and um, they've been <laughs> they've been my favorite thing of this. Destiny has. The second Destiny came on the scene, she has just been a breakout. Like, she has come on the scene and she just, like, I'm like, oh, she says she's here and she's not coming to play with you guys. And I, like, right. love the fact that we get to see that she doesn't lie. So she doesn't, t- if she doesn't lie, she doesn't tell them anything. Mm. And if there are, you slowly see that there are differences between that. And I, like, yeah. I, yeah, she's... She, the, the 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 chaotic the chaotic gay couples are, are amazing for me. <laughs> also, just the fact that Destiny has been dead since like what the seventies, right? Like, in the comics, like for decades. Yeah, and like there there's never been like anytime there's a story that needed Destiny, they were like, oh, Destiny's diaries that she left after her death. But like right. Destiny as a character when she shows up, it's like I mean exactly. it's been decades. Since she's been alive, so yes. you know, in in universe, and I would I would dare say it's been ten years that she like yeah I would I would give that yeah like probably it's maybe like a good like fifteen at most but like yeah we because we see that it's like it's not that far and like we get little, of course we got little flashbacks of like you know back in the day but we yeah we see that it's probably I think in universe probably like ten that sounds about right yeah M- mostly because I, I think the age I of like Marvels. The- for me, the age of Marvels starts at like 15 years. Like, like I think it's only been around 15 years since like Captain America was thawed from the ice. Like, and everything like see, kicks I was off. Gonna you know? give like 2025. Yeah, I see. I was gonna give like 2025 just because um of Reed Richards and Reed Richards family and like mm-hmm. the son because he's so he's so much older now. He's, he's like a in his like what 17, 18. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That's what I was like. Okay, and they they had like a few years before they had like a family and kids. So I was like, maybe twenty twenty five at most. Like, but if you look at Kitty, we... Kitty starts off when she's thirteen, and she's probably in her, I'd say mid twenties. So let's just say twenty five. I, I was gonna say mid twenties, probably you know? like a good twenty. So that's at most twelve years for Kitty. Mm-hmm. But then X X Men existed before before that, right. so I would say the X Men give them like five more years from that. So 12, 5, 17, right. 17 years, like because yeah. I don't think Gene and Scott are in their four like mid forties, getting to fifty. They were teenagers when they started, though. Yeah. So yeah, we gotta we gotta think about we gotta put, and I don't know what the di- age difference is between them and Fantastic Four. I would like to feel like they're maybe like probably like five years older than them, if anything. Because I feel like I feel like Sue is younger than Reed, but like I yeah. but I feel like she's uh, by a little bit the same I think. age. By yeah. right, by a little bit. But like, yeah, you're right. And then like Johnny, Johnny is about their age too. Yeah, I would say Johnny's about their age. Yeah. I would say I would say Scott, Gene, I would say Scott, Warren, Gene, and Hank are 
I think they're like getting closer to 18 when X-Men kick off. Cause yeah. Cause like Iceman is clearly like 14, 15, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I don't, right. I think they, I thought they, well, yeah, you're, he's probably, younger, right. you're right? probably right about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, he's the youngest one. Yeah. He's like a few years younger than them. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I think they, but I think they started like when they were like 16. Yeah. No, you're probably right. 16, 17. Yeah. That's about, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Peter, mm-hmm. Peter is a couple years younger than that. So that's the thing. Like Peter is old mm-hmm. too. Peter Parker. So, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we like to forget that, but he's he's just, he's probably the, he's the same age as them, if anything. Like he's the same right. age as Gene and them, right? Like, and but um, I did on the in the well, he's, the he's like a couple book, years I like, younger. I think he's I think he's Iceman's age. I think him, Iceman, okay, and Human yeah. Torch, the three yeah, of them the same are, age. are around the same for age. For sure, you know, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Def- yeah, he was probably definitely younger when he started um Spider Man and um between you know him and X Men. That's yeah. probably definitely right. Like, yeah. but um, I did like in the beginning of this book, they we get uh flash into um we go back to Sunfire in um in like yeah, his little, I forgot about that. Um, definitely did too. That and, story, um, yeah. I had to yeah, I had to read um the X-Men Unlimited. For those who don't know, Marvel Unlimited does the X-Men Unlimited book, and uh-huh. that's where his story it picks up from where magic drops him off. Oh. and then it goes into um like what he had to do to get Red Root. Yeah, and now like they jump in, and then uh, literally this week, um, and uh, they do it on they drop them on Sunday or Monday, and literally um at the end of that when we see him get Red Root, and then it says will be continued in X Men number twenty eight. So mm-hmm. we get like two days until we figure out what happens, and then we get this moment, and we get to see that he's just as he's about to you know die, he gets stopped by his old you know benefactor Apocalypse, and yeah. I just anytime I don't know why, but anytime I see like one of uh, Apocalypse's old horsemen with them, I'm like, oh, this must be traumatic. Like <laughs> this guy, like especially like him and um and Gambit and everybody. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I know you must like hate this guy. I mean, like, Warren, Warren also. Oh, Warren especially. You are very right, Warren especially. I can definitely like. I'm like. It's kind of good that they haven't put them in a um, thing together, but I'm kind of surprised that we haven't gotten to see Warren and Apocalypse in the same room together since like this whole Krakoan age. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a good little moment for us, like especially seeing as out of all of his children, he sees him as his heir, and we don't get to we don't really get that much of it. And I would like yeah. to see them talk more. Question: If we keep getting stuck on X Men, question is: Right, have we ever seen Warren deal with the Marauders? Like Gray Crow, because they're the ones who ripped off his wings, right? No, we haven't actually. Yeah, we had definitely have not. Like, and and the Morlocks, the Morlocks have not dealt with any of them. And we and you would think that like this would be the time to like deal with grievances. Like I I need all the Morlocks to come back to life because there are like sad scenes yes. in the Morlock Massacre, oh like God, where right? like kids are dying, and I'm like, you can't yes. kid, don't kill kids, like on like it's so sad to see like like x-men did like, not hold back when they did the mutant the first Gray, mutant massacre oh my god gray crow just obliterating the children yeah i just you you, you don't like you don't get you don't forget those moments which you, you don't forget those things when you read it like yeah it's imprinted i always get sad i just i get sad yeah. when these characters like you know um right I'm glad yeah. they brought back Tommy though, like um the um the rare the really thin one from Export. Um oh no. 
No, um, Tommy mm-hmm. was the girl, I believe, who was the who was the like flat paper girl, I think. I don't She's remember. She's like, but also rain. She had like rainbow hair. Okay. She was in the um. She was also in the uh, in the show too. But yeah, like Squid Boy got brought back um recently too, and I was I was mm-hmm. I was happy about that. Yeah. Um. So X Men Twenty Eight. I mean, was probably my my pick yeah. of the week. You know. Um. But since you picked it, um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm I loved Scarlet Witch. Mm, so okay. so uh. I did a video and I haven't posted it yet, but essentially out of the eight or no, no, the 12 titles from Marvel, two are Avengers related. So it's Avengers and mm-hmm. Ultimate Universe. Two are magic related, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. Two are um, are uh, X-Men related, X-Men 28 mm-hmm. and Magneto number four or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then two are... Widow related, White Widow and Venom, and mm-hmm. then two are cute, like cute youngster kind of ones, which is Spider Boy and it's Jeff the Jeffers. Oh yeah. So like, uh, for some reason they just matched up like two and two and two and two, like six pairs. Right. I was like, they always have a system going on. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. So what was I? Oh, was it? Oh, Scarlet Witch. Although I was like, is it an X-Men title? In this issue, it's a magic title. And it tie it doesn't tie in, but it hits a lot of the very similar points of Doctor Strange number nine, which was also a really good title. Oh, okay. And That's they're both good. dealing I've with been, magic. I've been wanting to read the strange the Doctor Strange one, but I haven't finished the strange, uh the strange book that happened before when with Clea? um Clea was. Yeah. Because yeah. I and I absolutely love that. I didn't I'd never expected me to love a Doctor Strange book, but Clea yeah. as as Sorcerer Supreme was just top tier. So I, I, I talked about Strange on like previous episodes because you know Comic Talk talks about them, but mm-hmm. like I liked it, and I I'm just like because I'm I'm just I don't like Doctor Strange so much, and the fact that like they gave you know Clea like a lot of power, but they made her aggressive, and like they gave her a personality that I really was like, okay, I want to see more of this yes. like really aggro like magic user right she is yes faultine you know she's a relative of dormammu like she Mm -hmm. is a like a warrior queen right right essentially uh played by charlie's uh theron in that Mm -hmm. final scene of multiverse madness but like like so i was sad that they went back to having oh Stephen strange is back he takes it back they they're probably gonna put clea in the you know in the background they don't. Right. They don't. In oh, this, oh my god! In this Thank series, you. they. I mean, okay. I'm just. I'll, I'll just talk about Doctor Strange number nine yeah, right now. Yeah, Basically, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange number nine. Uh, this run's been really good. It's only nine issues in, and I thought in issue one that they would be like, oh yeah, Stephen Strange is Sorcerer Supreme now, and Clea is just gonna be his wife. That's all she is. Right. But rocks. no, it's been more of a couple book. Okay. So Good. it deals a lot with like their marriage. And even though like, I don't know that he's, yeah, I think he's taken back Sorcerer Supreme, but like Clea is also Sorcerer Supreme of her dimension. Mm-hmm. So like, they're both like, you didn't have to take the title from her, you right. know? Yeah. Cause she still technically is. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're both. And then they basically, some of the plots have been that, oh, one of the like, sorcerer warlords of another dimension gets assassinated so like a couple people Mm -hmm. get killed and then 
Clea's mom is getting married to another warlord and she's pregnant with a baby and Clea doesn't like her mom. Oh, she hates her. Yeah. So Clea is going to have a half sister. And, but then this murderer comes in to kill her mom and her new stepdad at the wedding. So like there's this whole thing. And then there's also, ah, it's so good. They introduce the character of General Strange. And General Strange is Doctor Strange, like a portion of him that has lived thousands of years fighting this war. And when he, and afterwards, he like disappears and Strange reverts back to his normal self. So Mm -hmm. it's a different characterization that's been through death and betrayal and whatnot Mm. and upped his power. But now they're two different people. Huh. It kind of gives me a Savitar vibe <laughs> from, from Flash for some reason. I'm like, I, I kind of, I kind of. It, 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 kind of okay, like Savitar idea. in a way. I'm trying to think of like who. It's almost like, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's like an alternate timeline you that was like forged in fire. And then now right. you guys meet, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a, how to compare it to something else fictional. But um. So there's a lot going on is really what I'm saying. So like Doctor Strange number nine and the art is really good. And Clea is still kicking ass and I was afraid she wouldn't, but she is still. And like Stephen Strange is interesting for once. Okay, that's good. Because I need my warlord of of Manhattan. The, the, the once she gave herself that moniker, I was like, "Oh, baby, you eat." I, I love this. <laughs> I, I want this. Yeah. I want this to last forever. Like she, like, and it's like you said. Like I love the fact that Clea is. She gets her own personality in a way. Like she's not just Strange's wife. She's like we, and like we also forget because we like. I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm one of those people who forget. Like, oh wait, you are from the Falcon dimension. Like you are from you are Dormammu's niece. Like I forget. Like you also have that aggression in you but we don't ever hardly get to see those moments and the fact that we get the we sit with her not only in her grief but we get to see her be a warlord and do all these things and have to adjust to being the sorcerer supreme of two worlds like i i love that moment so i i'm okay that makes me feel better i'm gonna read the doctor strange books now that yeah said that, right? i'd recommend I, i'd recommend it okay. um yeah i mean when it comes to clea fictional characters in general like to figure out who they are, like, who are they without their title, without yes. their relationships, and without their, like, plot. Like, right. don't worry about what what they're doing. The real test of personality is why they're doing it, right? Yes, exactly. And so, like, a lot of characters just kind of do what they need to do just to keep the plot going forward. But, like, Clea has been pretty fleshed out recently. I don't know. It's been pretty yeah. I want to see her in more stuff. Like if she if she were to go on like a team, I would I would definitely support that. Like yeah. wholeheartedly. Why wouldn't she be on the Avengers? Right. You know, like at some point. Yeah. Like you know, if they and I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Scarlet Witch on the Avengers. But if they had put Clea on there, I would have yeah. been totally fine with that. Yeah. Been totally I mean, fine with that. In, in fact, like instead of having Doctor Strange and the Midnight Suns, have Clea. You know, Whoa. like separate it like you have a magic user like use her you know right allow right allow her to be that like you know the give her give her that moment and honestly you it doesn't always have to be dr strange like guys like 
and like give her and Doctor Voodoo like give them their flowers like let allow yeah. them to be those fleshed out characters that you like you try to like you try to push them out they come out every like five years or so and then they go back in the box but like give them a chance to you know be more yeah something happened with Doctor Voodoo recently I think it was in the previous issue of Scarlet Witch. So Scarlet Witch number 10 is my pick of the week, but like Scarlet Witch 9, I think, had Dr. Voodoo. But I think they essentially said that like Scarlet Witch and Dr. Voodoo kind of like, they just like hang out. You know what I mean? Like they're not are official. Are they together again? I, now, I love that for me. Are, are they just, are they just, you know, hooking up? I, I, I think they're just hooking up. Like, cause I'm like, okay with that. I think there's a scene in number nine or it's like number nine or number eight where she shows back up to strange Academy and some of the characters in the back are like, are they together? And they're like, well, you know, that makes me so happy. Like, you have no idea. Like, I've been one of the strongest supporters ever since Uncanny Avengers. Mm-hmm. I've been the strongest supporter of like, oh, Doctor Voodoo and Scarlet Witch need to get together. This is a a relationship that I love to see. Like, they're like his calm demeanor, her like calmness, but also like very wild. They just they work. I and I'm I'm gonna read the hell out of um Scarlet Witch now. Now that you told me that, I've been I've been so. I think I'm on issue number five. I think, but yeah. <laughs> gonna read the hell out of that now yeah well because here's the thing this is Scarlet Witch number 10 this is the final issue of yeah. this run like this run yeah, ends on sad. this issue um but the same writer Marvel's been doing this a lot lately is like bring back the same writer for a number one of the same series I don't know because they <laughs> yeah. just did it with She-Hulk number one and Rainbow Roll but like in this Steve Orlando is gonna come back for Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver number one. Oh, okay. Hmm, and okay. so it's a it's a duo book with her and her brother, which and they they bring up Magneto in it. I'm hoping they finally God. become mutants again. Just retcon it back. I, Let's move on. I would love right and right. We will forget about it. Everyone will be forgiven. Just yes. let us have them back. Like or right. at least like and I. Or at least have like at least Quicksilver, like at least make Quicksilver a mutant, like you know, make one of them be his child, like and because th- there are possible scenarios where they yeah. can be two twins with two different fathers. Let that be a thing if that if you're not gonna do it, <laughs> like yeah, because I mean only, I think it's an all or nothing thing, but I guess you could oh, wholeheartedly. Uh, oh, wholeheartedly, I believe that. Like I just if we have to get one, the only reason and the only reason I say that is because. Out of the both of them, Quicksilver suffered the most out of not having Magneto as a father. First of all, and having the man Magneto as a father, like both ways. <laughs> all touche, touche. Also, like, but he also, first of all, you can't explain the way that he looks exactly like Magneto. Like, there's like, I don't know why you guys thought that that was going to just like slide by. He has white hair. He like, like, come on, y'all. Right. Like the in. But honestly, Quicksilver has has suffered the most just because he his whole thing was being a staunch believer in mutant rights. Like he was he joined the Brotherhood for that cause and like him losing that fatherhood dropped his whole character. And now we just have to live with it. And I just I I I, I want more for him. I, and I, I do not care for Quicksilver, but I he I, I feel so bad for him. I'm like, yeah. I, I and I would love for oh, but if they want to make them together, um, put them back as his, his children. If it be I'm God's okay. Will, I, like I, people I hate it. retcons, I'm okay with just one more retcon. 
right. I, I, I mean, right. just just it's for the better. Just like let's get over yes. it. You know, as long as the retcon fits the story, it, I'm totally fine with it. Like, yeah. and but honestly, you can just like put in. You can just be like, "Oh, psych! He was just he was their father the whole time." Okay, I'm. I wouldn't yeah. ask any questions. Just no, give it to us. I don't care. <laughs> I don't right. care if it was like a random need. robot duplicate that was like lying yes. the whole time, and it's you know what I mean. Like, okay, He's, bye. Okay, cool. Right, yeah. this is it. All right, I'm here for it. <laughs> I will. I, I don't. I don't care. By the way, did you read Uncanny Avengers last week or two weeks yeah. ago? Yo, With yeah. Quicksilver and Monet kissing. Yes. I call. I want you to know. I am. I was because I'm. I'm right. I'm doing a video on that literally, um, on my TikTok. But I called that the first issue. When really? I tell you the the first issue, I called that. It was the second she said, "Watch your hands." On the first when he picked her up when he was um speeding around, I'd like, oh, they're gonna fuck, and I'm I'm okay with it. I, and I'm just I, I was totally I was totally here for it. They, she, my, my girl Monet has a she's like me. We have bad taste in all and men, so I feel it. She, <laughs> she, just, she we're looking to love with all the wrong in all the wrong places. That's okay. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, they're both assholes, right? Yes, and that's why I like. Them. That's kind of a cool. <laughs> like they're gonna be yeah. the like the it couple, the mean girl, mean mm -hmm. boy kind of thing. Oh, coats my goats, yeah. <laughs> For sure, they are definitely going to be the. They're the bougie couple who like they're gonna like. Oh, we're not going to this. Like, yeah, like, I can, I can definitely see them doing that, and I love that for them. Like, I just give them, give them a little, a little dating moment. We know it's not end game, but um, I'm okay with them. You know, just yeah, <laughs> let them live it up. I would love, I yeah. would love for them to just like live, like ah, um, right. But Scarlet and Quicksilver are getting the number one, also written by Steve Orlando. And okay. um, this issue, and like leading, like uh, for a lot of the issues of this, they dealt a lot with Mysterium. So like the whole, yeah. like, you know, mutant metal of Mysterium. Yeah, that was throughout the series, yeah. Yeah, so, so which is funny because Doctor Strange gets knifed with Mysterium in this issue too. So both uh -huh. series use Mysterium as a plot device against magic. So I think there's going to be yeah. some big Marvel thing that deals with Mysterium. <gasps> Excuse me. Deals Definitely. with Mysterium coming up because Definitely. Have you read the Iron Man um from a few weeks ago too? Yeah. 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 And it was the same thing. And we find like we find out that Howard Stark kind of kind of already discovered it. But yeah, like the fact that we see how, what Mysterium, we kind of see a little bit more of what Mysterium can do. Not only can Captain Marvel not bend it, but Peter Parker can't sense it with his spider uh, spider sense, which I thought was wild. I don't know why, I, out of all the things, I thought that was very wild. I was like, I don't know if that should be a thing that should happen because, like, what if one of his people, what if one of his enemies find this out? Like, what if somebody was on that rooftop across the street and was like, Huh. <laughs> nice to know. And just like this is this is gonna be a point. And we I know that's gonna be a point of contention, which I think will be a good story. Like it's it's a good little one-off story for him. Yeah, yeah. Um it's it it's picking up. Um right. we both we both read Ultimate Universe number one, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna be honest, okay. I first thing I disliked yeah, this one shot very much. <laughs> I I don't know what Marvel is doing. I don't know why they're doing this. <clears throat> I I I I this is not the ultimate universe. It doesn't make sense. 
This is an alternate I, timeline. So this is okay, like, why are right. they treating it like another universe when this is an alternate timeline? Right. Like, and I think that's the thing that got me, because uh, I haven't, I don't think I've finished, I think I didn't finish the last issue of um, Ultimate Invasion, but mm. like, it feels like, but it's the way, because even when in Ultimate Invasion, they make it seem like this, this isn't 616, this isn't 1610, like, this is just another um, thing, and the reason I I knew that, because they were talking about um, when the maker was doing all this stuff. Your um, microphone's getting a little weird. Oh, sorry. Hold no, on. Sorry. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like when the when they were talking about the whole um when the maker was ki- like was killing those families because of the um because of the clones that kept coming to attack them. And he was like, Well, they're not gonna be able to and there's like somebody's gonna do this to you. And it's like, Well, they can't do this to me because I'm not from this universe. I'm yeah. not I'm not even in this history. So I was like, Okay, so this is a whole nother universe, but we're trying to make the recreate the ultimate universe in your image. I like the one thing I will say, I do like the ideas of it, like the whole um, maker coming in and basically being like, hey, the, uh, um, I'm like stopping Peter Parker from getting bit from the spider and like stopping like certain heroes from existing before he's ready for them. And or like, you know, from existing at all, like the whole Captain America not being found in the ice. Like we get those moments. And I like the idea of reforming the team and like, Especially with Thor's idea, with Thor's um, storyline, and with Stiff being being way more important than I figured that she would ever be in a story. Yeah. Like she's not only like, and she's not just, but I do like she's not just an exposition in the story. She's just like she's an actual part of it, and you see that she's going to like have a vital role to play later for him. But yeah, like it, it's it's a very weird concept. I just I have so many questions, like. I like I I guess I had to see we had to wait till the next issue to really get an idea but well this is a one shot so after, like this is like and then they do all the different right, series that's what I mean yeah on, right? the next series that's going on yeah I just don't understand the point cuz something that I noticed while I was reading this is the ultimate ultimate universe was a amazing hopping on point for any new yes. readers cuz that's where I I didn't start Marvel officially with Ultimate Universe, but it hooked me mm-hmm. because of Ultimate Universe stuff, like yeah. originally, right? Where mm-hmm. you could read Ultimate X-Men number one, and it's the start of anti-mutant hysteria, right. and it's and them forming the team. Exactly. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man number one is Peter Parker getting his powers, right? So it mm-hmm. was a... It was a no to low continuity universe. It was a restarted, right. rebooted hip funky fresh universe right like exactly. peter parker has a cell phone like back <laughs> right. then right you know what i mean like right. it's, it's 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 like like as long no like, right, go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say like gwen stacy shown off midriff like it's the fashion yeah. of the time it's yeah. it, it's it's you know it's the the things that people are dealing with and this just seems like great it's a sign but it's not great what i mean is it's a science fiction dystopia right bogged down by continuity is our our kids going to be able not that kids need to read this but like are new readers going to hop in and be okay with this not after this right. issue 
<laughs> I, I definitely feel you because especially when like going back to the ultimate universe like you when you go into the ultimate universe all you have to really know is just the basic um the basic knowledge of these characters and you can yeah. just go into it really fresh like i like i had already loved the ultra i had already loved the x-men so i already knew a lot of it going in but yeah. this was a new this is a new revamp like we're literally getting to see like you said the team getting formed and we're getting to see like them in a whole nuanced way and like the way they go through things like storm <laughs> storm storm, dating um, storm, beast. storm dating beast like storm, and then like having to grieve beast and also like beast being self-conscious about him dating her like it, like from her being attracted to colossus even though he was gay wild like but like they like we get to see these moments of these characters but we go into it fresh and like we don't need all the knowledge from these scares like we do in the main universe we just go into it because i i i knew nothing i when i started ultimate spider-man i knew just the bone the basic bones of peter parker and and who spider-man was and i only wanted to read it because i wanted to see how miles morales was created and when i tell you i read that going in not knowing anything but loving that whole series like read all 100 plus issues of that of that series yeah like and I think, yeah, I think it does get it bogged down because with this new universe, it's still, we still need some kind of history of what's going on. That's and, even the premise, right? The premise is that right. history has been changed. And it's like, yeah, I don't and know whether I like, want this. And call it right. something else. Call it like, you know what I mean? Call it like, I don't know. Honestly, that would, that would have been, I think that would have been a smarter idea to do like, or at least like recreate the actual ultimate universe. Don't just say it's the ultimate universe and then just be like, well, it gives you the feel of the ultimate universe. <laughs> like yeah. we, we need that we, if you're going to do it, go full out with it. Like if they had just made this story, like the maker went back in time in the main universe and started doing this, then that would have been a great storyline. Honestly, like we could have, and then we could have found a way to undo it. If it, it gives me, it kind of reminds me of, the House of M, when everybody doesn't remember who they are, yeah, and, or the past that they've had, and then we go back into like, and they're kind, and you kind of see that they're like, oh well, the maker did this because he didn't want this crazy. And when we get to, especially when we get to the repository of it all in the universe, on um, the Ultimate Universe issue, like, and we see like, oh, he's kept all these things, and like he's positioning, and it looks like he's positioning it to where he'll give this, he'll make this power, he'll give this superhero. Like make this superhero come, superhero come when he, but only when he's ready. To. Like the fact that he kept the spider, and we're just like, okay, he's just waiting for the perfect time to use this on somebody who he feels he can control. Like that would have been a smart thing to do for the main universe, but don't just do a random universe out of nowhere and just be like, oh well, this is what we're doing, and this is the ultimate universe now. This is not sixteen ten, guys. Like just so we're clear and i was very much looking forward to that um that is going to be the 1610 that we know like the ultimates like i was i was very much looking forward to that but i'm curious to see where they go with it i i believe in jonathan hickman so i'll i'll give him i'll give him the faith he because i've i've never found anything him, but... that he's done to be a flop but yeah yeah i, I believe in I'm him but like eyes. i don't know i mean yeah call me simple call me basic but I wouldn't have minded a almost reboot of a reboot, like reboot the ultimate universe. So like, yes, for example, why don't we get ultimate Spider-Man number one where Miles is the is the first Spider-Man? 
yes. You know what I mean? Like right. he's the only Spider-Man. He doesn't need a mentor. He gets bitten by the spider. Right. Miles does. And like we see where that takes him. And Miles is in high school. He doesn't have Peter Parker. He ha- you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. let's what if okay, I'm like I'm writing this. What if Miles was friends with Harry Osborne? Like you know what I mean? Like right. what if right? Like show different things. Yes. Like reboot exactly. the reboot. Do ultimate X-Men. Yes. Do Ultimate X-Men, but like have the starting lineup be different in the right. modern day. So still hip, right. funky, fresh, but for 2023. Exactly. You know? That would have been a that would have been a way smarter idea to do. Like is it, at least like if they have done this premise but did it with the actual ultimate universe, then I would I would have even accepted that. Like, okay, cool. We have to go into it. And now we have to figure out what do we do with Peter Parker now, now that he's older. We go into and then we get to see, you know, um, we get then we do get Miles Morales first because Peter Parker never got the spider. So we just get Miles trying to learn how to be Spider-Man and go into this, and then all of a sudden this older guy comes in. You can then you can give him the spider, like, and then yeah. like have it reversed. Like yeah. I would I would have perfectly been um, okay with that. But yeah, we just like they give us the name of Ultimate Universe, and I'm I'm one of few people who actually didn't hate the Ultimate Universe. Um, the original I one? actually, yeah, the original one. Yeah, I liked the OG. it too. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people gave it shit, but I, I honestly loved it. Like I I love the like they made me. That was the first time I read an, a Fantastic Four comic all the way through, like a series yeah. all the way through, and like the whole and the whole. I, I literally got to see the makeup be made and it's it they were great stories and i because i love i love a dark storyline where it reaches in where it gives us the real life tones of what happens to these characters when you give us real world situations not just oh it's a superhero comic like right what happens if they're put into our world and that's that's the thing that gave it its appeal yeah i'm gonna be honest like hot take is that marvel i don't think would exist nowadays without the ultimate universe I think that's real. Um, I, I kind of not that you say that, kind of, yeah, kind of a little bit. Um, because think about the MCU wouldn't exist, the MCU wouldn't exist all. because the ultimate universe created a cinematic vision of, right. of this. So, we're talking Tobey Maguire, Spider Man, mm-hmm. whether that um, gets made X- or not. I don't know, X Men books. All the X Men movies, because people like people. The reason people hate those because it's not like them. But people don't know that the X the X Men movies are most mostly based on the Ultimate Universe. It's it's, like, it's very similar. Stuff. It's the black. Well, yeah. It's it's Ultimate X Men came out after the X Men movie, but then right. it they both kind of fed each other. Yes, exactly, you know, and it's like a double the, helix, right? Exactly, yes, and it's it's exactly like um because the Dark Phoenix mo- movie, people hated that movie. It's it's directly based on the Ultimate Universe, like that whole Church of Shire thing, and oh, not yeah. being aliens. Yeah, I, Church of Shire, I yeah. hated it as much as I did in the book, but also I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I, I, but I'll, I see what I see what you're trying to do here. So yeah, I, but and I'll. And this is also, of course, while Fox still had control of them. So, of course, you're going to, it's going to be different. But yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I could talk, I could talk so much about, right. like, I need to do some episodes on, on the ultimate stuff. But, um, you know, I will be with you. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the things that you read. Um, tell me yeah, about sure. Venom, Venom 27, because I didn't get to read it, but Ooh. Black Widow has the Venom, like, not the Venom symbiote, but just a symbiote. Right. 
and she murder, is right. called Widow, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, it picks up right after um 27, I mean 26, and we get to see them trying to help Bren, um, the host of Toxin. It is um it's the writing again is beautiful. I need to I need to figure out who wrote who wrote that. I need to figure that out because um, I, I they're they're slowly becoming a great writer for me. I need to see them write some more stuff. Yeah. But um like but yeah, like the they go in to try to save uh Bren who's being targeted by this group called No One. I absolutely love the idea of no one and being just these people who and there's not just one person and i always love a group i always love an evil group who you don't know who the head is until you know who the head is and that's exactly where they're going with this like you know people who have been who have been hurt or families have been um hurt because of these big um companies who don't take the um credit it's that's such a smart premise to go into and we get the um we get the them basically threatening to kill this child on national television and the process of the process thinking of the widow and the and her learning how to be basically be a um symbiote because she's she's a newborn like so uh, and we're kind of seeing her like have to work on her self-control but and also work with the widow and um with black widow and it's it's just the writing in it is still so impact um they they write her so they write Black Widow and Widow, and also Venom, so much more sympathetic, sympathetically yeah. than I would have ever expected. Like you know that they're murderers, but you know, but they're doing it for a reason, and I, yeah. I, I love that. Like I, I didn't expect me to read this book, guys. I keep saying it every time, but it was it was such a good book. Um, but yeah, like they go in to try to um help Toxin. They give we get to meet another uh symbiote who is Sleeper, and honestly. It just makes me want to read more Venom stuff because I know very little to yeah. Venom and the Venom verse that happens with these symbiotes. But um, we we get to see that there's a lot more symbiotes in the world than I thought there were, and okay. like, yeah, it's pretty. It was it was a really good issue. Yeah, I'm surprised how this mashup of Venom and or uh, Black Widow and a symbiote ha- hadn't been yeah. thought of before. But like, because Black Widow is quote unquote spider themed. She's not. Yeah. She's not part of the Spider family, but she is Spider themed. So it makes it's interesting that a spin off, a spin off of Spider Man, which is Venom, right. comes in to then cross over with Black Widow and almost right. tie Spider Man and Black Widow together in a weird way. Yes. And you don't like, and I, I was one of those people, I didn't realize the connection of it until she got it. And I was like, Black Widow, oh my gosh, she's a fighter. It makes right. sense. Like, right. <laughs> and like we get those moments of like, you know, of course, like um what was it? When that one um that one event when the symbiotes were taking over everybody, um, and like everybody got a symbiote at one point. It, it like and yeah, we get to see those moments, but it make once you see her in it and once you see the story, I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Why hasn't this been an idea that is thought of? Like, and it's not one of those things like it feels like it's forced on you. Like it's something like, oh, we're just trying to get these ratings, we're trying to whatever. And it could be, but it doesn't feel like that. We get yeah. like it feels like it's a seamless thing. Like you're like, oh, why wasn't this an idea before? And I can honestly see her like, and I kind of hope that she keeps the symbiote. Like, I want. Well, here's the thing: there, there's an upcoming Black Widow and Hawkeye series coming out, and on the cover, she has the symbiote. Say less. So it's her with the symbiote and Hawkeye. So, like, 
like so it's 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 weird because Hawkeye and Black Widow are both normal relatively normal right. people sure she has like heightened abilities and whatnot but like for the most right. part they're pretty human but then right. they've given her the symbiote and then Hawkeye still just has the bow and arrow <laughs> bow and it's arrow. like all right right he you has know? really good eyes that's 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 about good, it <laughs> good, good for him but like that's another <laughs> duo book that's another duo book that's coming out maybe Marvel is starting to be like okay let's start like ramping up some duos yeah, we, we don't get we don't give that many duos anymore. I'm I'm yeah. totally okay with that. And yeah. you know, I might start reading uh Black Widow more Black Widow now that she's like a with like a spider part. She's a part yeah. of the Spider Verse. Yeah. Like her and her and Kurt are people in the Spider Verse. I would have never in uh, Nightcrawler would have yeah. never expected them to be a part of it. But I'm like, if they end up being in the part in the next Spider Verse little arc that they do, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, I'm totally fine. These are spiders yeah. that I approve. Yeah. Uh speed of which I know you read White Widow. Um we got a couple yeah, yeah uh I want to touch on this before we got to get going. White yeah, Widow gotcha. number 1 came out which is it's interesting yeah. that Black Widow doesn't have her own series. She is essentially the main character in Venom right now. Yeah. And right. then White Widow which is Yelena Belova has her mm -hmm. own series and she's been the least interesting of the two widows. But then yeah. at the same time like she has her solo series and right. it was better than expected. I thought you liked yeah. it a lot, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I would like. I didn't. I like. I, I liked it way better than I thought I would. I went into it with the lowest expectation, but yeah, I like it. Like, it's not just like a superhero book. It's just she's an assassin helping other assassins. Like, and, right. and I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. Like, she's she still has, and she they. I love that they bring her humor from the movie into the show. I mean, into some, the comics. Some people said it was too much. Do you think it was too much of like MCU synergy? Uh, no, I think it was just enough. Like, I feel like it made her more of a personable character for me. Like, you know, like before she was just, you know, dark edgy and like, you don't really get that much like banter with her, but this, it feels like it's more, it felt more organic with her. Like, it, it, like even in the like dialogue, you can see that there was some like broken language kind of um, moments where you're yeah. like, oh, I, I was like, I kind of love this. Like even from her transferring into going into Russian from a few words to just like saying a few things like differently i'm like i i love this moment like we get to we get to really sit with her and do it and like her mentoring other assassins like that was that's a smart idea yeah because they're also not trying to make her good they're like no she, yeah i mean she mentors other assassins it is what it is right like, right you know? exactly exactly that's i think that's why i liked it the most it's not trying to make her something she's not it's trying not being like okay like, cause we get right into it, like of her, like Captain America, like you should use your um your um powers for good or whatever, and she's like, I'm not trying to, like, just like I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, I'm just trying to make this money. Like, I I just want to get this coin and go about my day. Like, that's really it. And right. I kind of I kind of love that we get a like it's kind of like a slice of life but for an assassin. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it's kind of like when people are like. Why are you why are you doing X, Y, or Z? You could be a doctor. And it's like, I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> want to do that. Like, right. why would I want to be a no? I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna act. I'm gonna do, you know, what makes me happy. What makes her happy right. is being an assassin. <laughs> right. You know? She's she's and she's still giving back. She's just giving back to other assassins. Like, yeah. you know, it's 
it, we're, we're paying it for it just in other ways you know it's, yeah it's just like um in the mortal x-men when selena was like you know people um that's the problem with your mutant homeland you don't you thought i was just gonna um just you know be good because you gave me a place no i like to eat people that's what i like to do and i love characters who we just like no that's who i am that's just why i just do it because i want to it's not right it's nothing else <laughs> right um real quick um Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, Scorched Earth. It was weird. Yeah, the cross, the crossover event started off with like a philosophical kind of conflict between Batman and Catwoman, yeah. but it ends with like a big supervillain showdown, and it's like we did not need this. <laughs> like it literally ends like the premise of this final issue that closes it all up is that like. Vandal Savage is bringing a meteor towards Earth that he thinks is going to give him more power, but it could just, like, obliterate all of Earth and, like, Batman and Catwoman have to team up to stop it. Like, that was not the premise that was set up in the first opening thing. Do you you know the premise of this? Yeah, yeah, because I I, I saw the first part of it um, about her, um, about Catwoman basically training um henchmen to be a burglar yeah. you know steal from the rich non-violent like, like non-violent crimes stealing from the rich right like she's unionizing the henchmen so that if <laughs> they have their needs met they won't need to go work for the joker and like commit yes. violent murder like kill babies you know we right. don't need that, that and then premise. batman's like a crime is a crime it's like who what right you, you idiot a crime is oh, oh crime is a crime yeah okay a banana is a banana what does that what does that matter look and that's why i love that's why i love this because it gives us a chance to really sit with batman being like batman's not a great like batman's not a great guy guys like we yeah. like he still has a privilege that we like and i love that we get to see that more like because one of my friends told me like what do we do with um more batman would you rather want him to retire or keep going mm. and Honestly, the only way Batman can keep going is if you point out his flaws. And that's why I love this thing, because we kind of see, like, oh, yeah, like, he only sees it in black and white. He doesn't see a gray area in certain things. But like, he does. It just comes crime. down to, like, who's writing him, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, that's why I said certain things. Cause... They're devolving his character, because in this, they're just mm-hmm. saying that, like, they they mentioned that it's not really like it's not that it's not really him, but it's that he is going through something, right? right? That he is getting older, he lost his hand, he has a robotic hand. Like they are mentioning that, like, this isn't like normal Batman, this is Batman going through a crisis, right? right. He is going through a midlife crisis, that's what he's doing right now. And so, like, yeah, okay, weird. fine, but also, like, the way I would move Batman out of the spotlight, even if it's temporary. What ends up happening a lot of the time with Batman is like he is normally he is either like like um um like handicapped like they 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 right. they you know break his back or ain't him or yeah or like he you know Steve Rogers like turned old so then like like Sam Wilson like became Cap and it's like right. okay or you could go that route where they're forced to step down or in my opinion Bruce Wayne should see that like the people that he's been training are better as a team than him specifically. And that he will, I want Bruce to be the man in the chair and spend equal time with his children to train them to be the best at whatever they're good at. For example, Tim Drake is not going to be the best fighter, but like Bruce can train him a little bit better, but really Bruce can work like 
almost on an elective basis, work on him with detective stuff, right? Yeah. Like train Tim to be more, train Cass. Cass is already the best fighter. So maybe train Cass to be a better detective, like train them both together so they can kind of work. So like Batman can then be with Selena. He can like be a father to Damien, take a step back and realize that like, he doesn't, it's like, it's almost like you don't have to be the center of attention, dude. You know, that's that's it. That's it. Like, that's really it. (laughs) You can support your family. You can be a father. That's what I would do with Batman. Okay. Yeah. Like have him sit in a chair next to Oracle and have them just like chat while they're calling things out for other people, you know? Right. Like, like you can do and like you can have him still like do things from time to time, you know, like every so often. Right. But like you can still allow him to just be the supporting character and like allow the other characters to flourish because that's the only that's the only way the bat family is going to flourish like let's be real the only way he's going to flourish is if he retires completely because the only time and because the only time they get a chance to shine is when he's not there when right. he's like so-called undead or yeah, you know incapacitated or whatever like right. he's dead he's gone missing he's brainwashed exactly. it's like what if he just chose like I don't want someone right. to be with me in a relationship. This is a separate thing. This is a metaphor. But, like, mm-hmm. be with me in a relationship because, like, they're forced to be or, like, they have no other choice. Right. Like, choose to be with me. You know what I mean? So, same with yes. that. Like, he's a father, right? He shouldn't be forced right. to be a father. Let him choose to be one. Love means a lot more when you can choose to give yes. that love, right? There's a beautiful story that can be told by that. Yes, exactly. Like if you allow if you allow the writer to get like to have the runway to do this, like there's a way for him to slowly back out of it and go into like an Alfred moment. Like give him like a little Alfred moment where he's, you know, the calm guy in the back, but he can still, you know, mess it up if he needs to. Like right. that's the mo- that's the way you can bring him into it. And like th- there's a story that can be told, but you just they just have to take the time to do it. But let's be real, they they do not, they have so much money writing on batman where this man still has three different comics coming out at least every there's a way to do it there's there i think there's a way to do it because you can have batman have a solo book but like only be batman in his solo book yes like in everybody else's books it's about or like all the other books like it's about him training others so right but yeah this this did not stick the landing this scorched earth thing did not <laughs> stick the landing and he like screws Ooh. over jason todd i heard about that yeah the mind the mind yeah. control the mind brainwashing thing yeah wild and like wild. i thought i thought jason todd was gonna die in this issue like Ooh. there's a scene and i'm like come on there's uh they're screwing them over so bad. Um, we got to wrap things up, but I wanted to just say that, like, um, yeah, Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom special was a bunch of, like, like couple stories that take place in the Snyderverse in a way. So they do have, okay. like, Wonder Woman and the Flash pop up. And it's like, who cares? Who, like, right. like who cares now, you know? And then Supergirl special was also kind of not as good as it should have been. I don't know. It was kind of weird. I... I actually liked it. I yeah. thought it was um I thought it was pretty cute. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cute for her. Like there's a lot of mistakes. For sure. Do you <laughs> notice the mistakes? Like, not as many. I think there was way more than I think there was, because I'm not that adept on Supergirl. So the two the two twins, the two kids, they draw them as identical twins, but in 
they're not they're one's a boy one's a girl and one is long hair yeah. like so why they draw two identical twins flying around you know there's like yeah. different things yeah. like that and also power girl also dealt with supergirl in her own special so like yes. i thought they hashed things out why do we got to see this that was again the big thing that was exactly the biggest thing I was worried about. I was like, we, I was like, I definitely saw them hash that out in that little, um, cause it was in, cause it was a little snippet in, um, in action comic, like 1053 or 52 Maybe. that they like talk of, right. Where she like, cause she loses her ability to speak. And then they like have that little mind thing where they talk. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I'm like, yeah, we need this moment. Cause I, I do like, I do like what they're doing with it. I like that we're finally giving the, the other super family more shine of it. And I do like the fact that we are acknowledged in the fact that Power Girl doesn't get as much shine or she gets ignored for certain things than Supergirl. Yeah. And it, I'm glad that we're asking the question, what happens when there are two of you who lives in the same city, in the same world? What, where do we go from here? Yeah. I love those moments where we get that. Um, and I think like I honestly, Batman comics seem to take a um take a, a note out of um action comics because the way yeah. they have been centering like yes, it's a Superman comic, but it's not about it doesn't center around him. It's centered around the family, and that's a way that's a smart way to go. Like I, yeah. the the children are my favorite thing of the whole of the whole family. Like Otho yeah. and um and I forgot that one's name. Awful raw, I think it's awful raw and like Awful-ra? something like that. I forget. Right, it, it, it's hard to keep up. Um, it is yeah um after uh all that i I think we went through all the issues that we read this week uh there was Mm -hmm. obviously other comics that that you know we didn't read and whatnot but um i want to thank you so much aaron so much for coming on the show and talk with me taking time out of your tuesday or uh, your thursday uh to talk with me um where can people find you what do you got coming up anything you want to plug yes sir um so of course you guys can find me at at kinkakoa on tiktok twitter and on Discord as well. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I also do a podcast called Life Friends with me and my boy Antonio. It is pretty good where we do news, comic news, and everything in between. And um, of course, talk about life and rant about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can catch us there, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, all the things. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. I appreciate you for asking me on. Yeah. I want to keep having you on as long as you want to be on. So, you know, of course we'll make it, we'll make it work. Um, I mean, yeah, I found you on King Krakoa, uh, King Krakoa on TikTok. So mm-hmm. like you do great work and uh, it's nice to have you on the show Thanks, to man. talk about comics uh, with me here. Um, right. I, I want to thank everybody out there for, for watching and or listening uh if you're watching us live uh you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show youtube.com slash the keeg show you know every thursday night 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio. we're on all the major podcast platforms so you know maybe you're listening to us there um if you're on social media perhaps you're already following us on tiktok and instagram those are our two biggest uh social media platforms at the keeg show uh we're also on facebook also on twitter you know that sort of stuff sure of course on threads too um but tiktok and instagram are our two biggest ones but you can find us at the keeg show or slash the keeg show wherever you want including patreon.com slash the keeg show um if you want to find a donation tier to subscribe to to give back to the to the keeg uh that's where you find us there and if you want to find a comic shop near you go to comicshoplocator.com um that's pretty much it um um 
yeah, no, that's that's pretty much the spiel. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for uh, talking with me. Thank you to everybody out there uh, for being fans. Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk, this time for the week of November 2nd, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.